Blog Talk Radio. Not my country. My country is me and my family. Well, country's also Huerta. And the governor, the landlord, Gunther Ruiz and his locusts. This little revolution we're having here. A revolution? Revolution, please don't try to tell me about revolution. I know all about the revolutions and how they start. The people that read the books, they go to the people that don't read the books. They put people and say, Ho ho, the time has come to have a change. Sit, swish. I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the revolutions. The people who read the books, or the people can't read the books, the poor people and say, We have to have a change. So the poor people make the change, huh? And then the people who read the books, they all sit around the big polished tables and they talk and talk and talk and eat and eat and eat. Huh? But what has happened to the poor people? They're dead! That's your revolution. So please, don't tell me about revolutions. President recognizes Mr. Adams of Massachusetts. Objects of the most stupendous magnitude. Measures which will affect the lives of millions, born and unborn, are now before us. We must expect a great expense of blood to obtain them. But we must always remember that a free constitution of civil government cannot be purchased at too dear a rate, as there is nothing on this side of Jerusalem of greater importance to mankind. My worthy colleague from Pennsylvania spoken with great ingenuity and eloquence. He has given you a grim prognostication of our national future. But where he foresees apocalypse, I see hope. I see a new nation ready to take its place in the world. Not an empire, but a republic. And a republic of laws, not men. Gentlemen, we are in the very midst of revolution. The most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. How few of the human race have ever had an opportunity of choosing a system of government for themselves. And the children, I am not without apprehensions, gentlemen. But the end we have in sight is more than worth all the means. I believe, sirs, that the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure, and my whole heart is in it. All that I have, all that I am, and all that I hope in this life 
I am now ready to stake upon it. While I live, let me have a country. A free country. fantasy. No careless product of wild imagination. No, my good friends. These indictments I brought you today, specific charges listed herein against the individuals, their acts of treason, their ultimate aim of sedition. These are matters of undeniable fact. I ask you now to pronounce judgment on those accused. On this, this mindless aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. Once trusted by this council, charged with maintaining the defense of the planet itself, chief architect of this intended revolution and author of this insidious plot to establish a new order amongst us, with himself as absolute ruler. You have heard the evidence. The decision of the council will now be heard. Guilty. 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 All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson, podcasting here. Restoring our republic. Tuesday night. Uh... It is Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what day it is anymore. To be honest with you, can't figure it out anymore. Go, go around in circles. My, my mind is spinning. Work third shift, you know, and second shift, first shift, all the shifts. I think, isn't there another shift in between first, second, and third someplace? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, worked a double and a half there, and I'm sleeping. I know I got to do the show here tonight, so I'm sleeping. Jerk next door to me comes over and knocking, pounding on my door, back door. How rude, you know. And my little boy, Dad, Dad, somebody's at the door. Who, who's at the door? Uh, so I, you know, switch on the camera there and see who it is first before I go. Always, always check. Always, never, well, never let them see me. And make sure they know that. So anyway, uh, 
Next to this is my next door neighbor. What the hell does he want? Ah, oh, jeez, it's windy outside. I can already know. Anyway, Joe, Joe, you said I'm like, like all sad. He's like, Joe, I'm going to have to report you to the county. I said, what are you talking about? You know, that, that, that trash is coming over from your yard. It's just, it's, uh, I got papers coming over, you know. Uh, I said, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, my burn pile in the back there. He says, your burn pile, there's some of the debris that's blowing in my yard. I just, I just can't, I, I just can't have it. I said, man, what? I said, it's just 40 mile an hour winds today. I mean, uh, what do you want me to do? I mean, what paper? So anyway, I did, you know, I said, so call the county, call you want call Ghostbusters. You need the number, you know, and I said, yeah, get out of here, go. So I slammed the sliding door, you know. So I get dressed and I said, let me go walk over there. Because he ain't going to call nobody. You know, who's he going to call? So anyway, I, so I walk over there. Ain't nothing trash in the yard. Ain't no going. Nothing's over there. It probably a couple little pieces of paper went over there. Now, this is one of these guys, you know, one of these people that, you know, that are anal, retentive, and pertussive North Carolinians. You put your peanut butter in my chocolate. No, you're talking to my peanut butter. It's the same thing. You can't explain that to them, though. Because they're anal and retentive, all right. So you know, and and that's why landscape. I went into landscaping down because people are very anal about their grass and their yards down here. You know, they tiptoe around down and you know, I want my grass to look like my neighbors. You know, one of those types of you know, those type of people. They're everywhere down here. You know, uh, I mean, it's just it's pathetic. It really is. And uh, instead of worrying about the government sticking it up your rear end every day, you know, and and, and you know, they, 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 if they fought just a little bit, maybe. Ten percent is hard uh, for their rights, you know, as they, as they do about their lawns around here. We we we, we, we seventeen seventy six would be nothing. We we would have so much freedom, you know. We wouldn't be able to, nobody to do it ourselves. So I mean, this guy, real quick, another you know story too. Another guy, this guy here is he ain't all retentive. We had an ice storm about a year and a half ago, and. Uh, had a tree that was, I don't know if it was on my property or his, I don't know, but he said it was on mine. And the tree, fell, it, it snapped because the ice storm, it fell. I, I measured it, and I took a picture of it, but I don't know what I did with it. You know, I would like to post it on Facebook. I was going to at the time, but I didn't do it. But it was like eight inches, eight and a half, nine inches on his property, the tree, after it snapped. And he was beating on my door at that then. You know, uh, the tree fell down here. When are you going to get it up? You got to get it up. You got to get that up, you know. You got to get that up, you tell me. Oh, my Lord. You know? Huh. So every time I see him outside or whatever, you know, I'll, you know, if, if I see him, I give my friendly, you know, neighborly hello. Retentive. You know, I was actually, my son cracks up laughing. <laughs> you know, top that, you know. <laughs> it's funny, you know. It's, but uh, <clears throat> they're just weirdos around here. Weirdos. People are freaking weird. They're just weird. You know, I'm totally, I just don't get it. You know, but, uh, you know, this is, the, you know, the same neighbors that are so anal and retentive, but when somebody breaks into my building, though, when I'm when I'm out away or something, they steal some of my equipment, they don't see nothing, you know? They don't see nothing. But, you know, it's, uh, but a skunk takes a piss on their lawn, they're, they're all over it, you know? I mean, it's ridiculous, these people. But uh, that's how they are. What are you going to do? So anyway, we were supposed to be talking about this remonstrance tonight. Where is my people for the remonstrance? Where are you? Where are you? Where's the remote? You know what's going on here? Did I, did I miss a day or something? Am I am I am I lost here somehow? 
remind, if, I remember we did a show Sunday night, and, and did we really do a show Sunday night? I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm tired. I'm out of it. I don't know. What, when you lose that much sleep, you don't know what, what, uh, what, uh, um, where is your coming or going anyway? But, uh, <laughs> but the remonstrance, um, um, let me send a quick message to 410. Maybe, maybe the showtime might change or whatever, but he's supposed to come on and he's going to talk, talk about this, uh, remonstrance and we're going to, we're going to get a little bit into that. I sent, uh, Dr. Ventura a link to the video, actually, the guy that was, uh, that's supposed to be talking. I mean, he's pretty good, uh, this remonstrance and, and not too many people know about it, but, uh, I forgot who I was talking to about this remonstrance. Um, you know, Really, do we have time to – well, I mean, you know, if, if everyone went in there and brought their complaints to the legislator, if everybody just went – and I just told you about my next-door neighbor and how fitting that is. How, you know, if everybody went into the legislator's bill, uh, office and wrote a remonstrance about all their little complaints about everything, we would never get to the business of the day done. You know, nothing would ever get done up there in the Capitol. Right? I mean, because you'd have people up there talking about, well, yeah, and Angie next door, my dog, you guys have a code, a statute that says you can't have leech laws, and it's, you know, they'd, they'd come up with, they'd be up there arguing about stupid stuff, right? We all know that. It's kind of like the driver's license issue when I brought it up, you know, like, you know in a way, you kind of, you want to have people having driver's license, you know, and stuff like that, because you got idiots out there driving, they don't know how to drive. You know, they, they, they're careless, irresponsible. You know, you're, you're driving around in a, in a, in a machine that's, that's, that's 2,000 pounds going 90 miles an hour and 35, and, you know, you kill 10 people. I mean, you know, come on. Or they're just flitting you know, over to kill themselves. You see how many tr- tr- cars are wrapped around the corner every weekend. You know, so it's just uh, around a tree. You know, it's crazy. So we're, is it a good thing to have these regulations and these and these uh uh, codes to con- to kind of not to control, but well, I guess in the way to control, you gotta con- kind of control the masses, don't you? I mean, people are just they can't all that self governance stuff. That's out there. I don't care what people say about self governance. You, you, I want to govern myself because you can't. You can't. We can't do that. I don't think in this society anymore. I really don't think I think I have another conversation too. It's another one. I have another one of my listeners here that listens. It supports the show, I guess, for a long time. Been listening to the show for a long time. She called me uh, on the phone uh, the other the other day, um, and she, I guess trying to get to hold me through email. So if you're listening tonight, I I, I still can't find your email um, uh, where, where you sent it to me. So uh, so anyway, I mean, it's hard to get a hold of people nowadays for some reason with all the technology. You ever notice that it's hard to get a hold of people. Back back when in the 1980s, when I was a kid, I I never had a problem. You know, I never got a problem getting a hold of somebody. I remember a kid that's close saying, "Hey, I want to call Joe up tonight, or uh, I want to call uh, Peter, or so and so." You know, and you could always get a hold of somebody back then. Today, you can't get a hold of nobody. You know, they got cell phones, this, that, computer, instant message, everything. You still can't get a hold of nobody. And why is that? I mean, I just don't understand why these things happen like this. I don't get it. You know, uh, you would think that everybody would be able to connect very easily. Problems could be solved very easily with this technology. And it just seems things have gotten worse. Things are just getting worse, and I don't understand why. Well, anyway, back to this. Um, I don't want to give her name out because, uh, you know, that's a private conversation we had. Uh, but uh, she's a listener, and she's been listening for a long time. And, and um, you know, uh, she kind of made the same suggestion. You, in a way, we kind of were talking about, you know, the, the, the republic and and you know how how do we how do we change things out there? How are we going to get people on the same ship on the same 
on the same plane here of, of thinking. Wait, wait, we don't have time to educate everybody. And she's a music fan. She believes that music can uh, bring people together and uh, heal heal people. And uh, I don't know if that's true or not. People believe in that with the music. Uh, I know people believe in it, but I'm just wondering if that's true. Can music bring people together and 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 uh, 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 make the world a better place? I guess you could say. I mean, I. I I don't know if it could solve war. I mean, I don't know. They did that. Didn't they do that? Uh, who's out there? My history majors out there. Uh, I know Sarge is out there listening. He must be. Didn't they do that during a war sometimes? And wars like a Christmas time or, or they play music or something and everybody would stop fighting during that time. You know? I mean, so music can solve problems, I guess. Stop the conflict, I would imagine. I would think. Right? I mean, so uh, that's what I I mean, so... So maybe she's got a point there. Music can eventually, uh, maybe we use the music instead of using it for sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Maybe if we use it for education and bringing people together or, or worshiping God or whatever, whatever way, you know, something positive, then maybe uh, we can see a difference in, in the world today, you know, uh, and, and see things change for the better. There's so many problems that we face out there today that we just... I, I I just don't see everything. Okay, okay, all right. Here we go. I just got a message from. Uh, oh, nope. They canceled. Adam just sent me a message. Okay. Nope. They can't do that tonight. They have prior engagements. Okay. All right. Well, we we got to cancel tonight. That's a zebra monstrance conversation. Darn it, man. Went around telling people about you. Okay, I am talking about it. Oh, hang on. We send Matt, Adam a message. I guess we'll talk about something else tonight. No. All right. I guess we got to talk about something else then tonight. They got prior engagements um, to do. That's okay. That's why I ask everybody when you want to do the show. You know, when we were all there that night, weren't we? Didn't we say? If I remember, you know, didn't I say okay? What, what night you guys want to come back and do it? All right. So we'll just put it on for next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Uh, remonstrance. We'll talk about the remonstrance. If anything pops up in between, and who can make it, and if not, that's fine. Who cares? You know, uh, I mean, nothing's going to change anyway, right? <laughs> In a nutshell, <laughs> some people will say. So we can talk about something else here tonight. Anybody got any suggestions or ideas? Anybody want to talk about the message they want to bring? Uh, uh, preaching? You want to talk about uh, something? Like anything at all? Uh, just, I'm, I guess I have to switch it to open platform here. I got a few callers on the line here tonight. Anybody who has uh, something you want to talk about, um, you know, now don't wait till the end of the show to come on and talk about it. And everybody's talking over each other. So we'll do a quick podcast here tonight. We'll do a, you know an hour or so or 45 minutes since my two guests canceled. So uh, hey, anybody got some preaching you want to talk about? Uh, I know I got into a big hot, heavy discussion last night with with somebody about certain things, about God and, uh, uh, you know, the rapture. Remember, we, the rapture is always a controversial subject. People think that the rapture is going to happen at a certain time. So if anybody wants to talk about something, um, the remonstrance is what my topic was for tonight. So my two my two uh, guests, uh, Adam sent me a message and said that he could not. Oh, wait, who is this? Let's see who this is right now. Go ahead there. Who is this? 614, go ahead. Uh, Adam. Hey, Adam. How you doing? Yeah, we're just uh, kind of patching up the dead work here, uh, the remonstrance. Uh, we, I had two people lined up for it. They saw you. Somebody contacted you. Your guy couldn't make it, huh? Uh, yeah, they were uh, tied up in other conferences, I guess. 
for the evening. Okay, so. all right. Well, you know, see, this is what I'm talking about, Adam. In those conferences, we should link all the all these conferences together. You know. And, and, and if try that to get were it where a we thing, can... yes, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that would be the the most uh, 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 beneficial thing for us all to do if we're going to join forces and uh, get numbers on this. I mean, I don't know how much time you have to discuss it tonight, but this remonstrance. So I watched the video clip you sent me there. I mean, um, uh, but didn't we bring it up last on Sunday? Where if everyone, Adam, just started bringing these remonstrance claims in front of the legislators. Nothing would get done, you know. So how do you decipher what's important and what's going to be discussed, or who's going to be allowed to speak? So one of the great things that uh, was shown to me in this remote process, as the way it existed prior to the Civil War, um, I was shown remonstrances that were put forward in state legislatures that were handwritten notes to the legislature. Hi, my name's John Doe. Some government agent knocked over my mailbox. It cost me $1,500 to get it replaced. I need it replaced. And the legislature would look at that. They would just say, okay, this guy's, you know, got damaged property. He sent me, you know, some kind of evidence of whatever that that it actually happened. I move that we um, take care of his issue and uh, move on to the next thing. And, and they did that. So that process was designed specifically for that. Now, you imagine that same scenario today where you've got the uh, the process is, okay, you got to make a claim to a court. you got to pay so many dollars for a filing fee. you got to do all that. It, it, it becomes not worth the effort to try and get a claim from the government for anything less than millions of dollars because it's going to cost you more than it would ever take in time and funds. To get a remedy from the government. And well, remonstrance. That well, hang on. Remonstrance, Adam, it says it's a document drawn up in 1610 by the Armenians of the Dutch Reformed Church, presenting the difference between their doctrines and those of the strict Calvinists. So, uh, what's that? What, is that? Am I correct on that? Well, no. That's that's not the same kind of remonstrance. That's a, a remonstrance used by the church itself. Um, or religious institutions. A remonstrance is really just a written complaint or a written uh, protest that is a next level to, you know, just going out and complaining with picket signs in front of your legislature, which they will absolutely ignore. So you have the right to petition and redress your government. Every every state and national constitution has that, right? That's That's not in question. The problem is, where do the um, people who represent us ever give us the means for us to speak to them or to listen to them? Because they won't allow you to come to speak to them in their offices. They won't let you come to the floor and speak. They won't let you – they'll ignore your emails or they'll re- reply to your letters with form letters that their clerks will. They don't – they don't care what you have to say. They will not listen to you. And I think that's one of the you know, chief complaints, aside from uh, we the people who say, what is it that we can do, right? You, you ask that question a lot. Everybody asks that question a lot. Um, remonstrance is next level. 
remonstrance was meant to be that method by which we get the attention of our legislators, of our representatives, and get them to act. And what okay. these remonstrances can do is instead of begging them to stop rape, pillaging, and murdering us, we actually demand that they stop rape, pillaging, and murdering us. Okay? <laughs> you you actually have a means and a remedy to do so. And I think um, from what was explained to me, there are 13 states that have this in their constitutions directly as a means to communicate with your uh, assembly. Um, There are other states that have it kind of in a roundabout way in there, um, whereas we are supposed to be able to petition or redress the assemblies, but they don't necessarily give us a direct way in that right to actually perform that, to actually get a hold of our our, uh, assemblies. Um, One of one of the things that was brought up about this is that the Supreme Court actually ruled that yes, we can petition these assemblies, but they have no obligation to actually hear them, which defeats the right of redressing your government. Well, a remonstrance actually is not just a petition; it's not just a complaint. A remonstrance is requiring the attention of the assembly to whatever it is that you're bringing up. And um, the man that that I was talking to the other day that I sent you the video of, John Gentry, is making major headway in the state of Tennessee doing this. He's already uh, managed to destroy a council of judges that was uh, some council for review where basically these judges were rubber stamping every complaint against the Tennessee judiciary and giving them a 100% pass on every complaint. So they existed only as a body of of people like internal affairs of, of most yeah. police departments. They're not interested in actually hearing a complaint. They're just giving lip service to the idea that they can. Yeah, it's just there as a tool to, say, to make you think you have a tool, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's to make you think that somebody cares, but they don't, really. Well, he proved that they were 100 – aside from the fact that they were 100 percent not doing any actual oversight of the judiciary because they were uh, giving them a 100 percent pass, but they were also holding – these judges that were on this review board were holding two offices at the same time, which was in violation of the Tennessee Constitution. So he brought forth a remonstrance. Initially, they refused to hear it because they said, we don't do that anymore. Well, there is no official uh, law or writ or even statute, whether a statute could revoke a right or not, but there was no official um, removal of the right. I thought when they codified the laws, I thought when they codified the laws, that would do away with that, right? Well, right. So – this actually goes back to the Magna Carta, and um, and from what I've understood, it also was a thing in the Roman uh, government as well, the right of remonstrance, the right of the people to redress the, the assemblies. So this is not a new thing. It's a very yeah. old thing. But what has happened is when the Civil War came about, we forgot it because – 
the various legislatures of the states were being inundated with remonstrances regarding slavery, for and against. Okay. And they got so overrun by that that they suspended the practice. Ah. Um, and, then, and then after the war, they reinstated it, but by that time, everybody was so wound up in the Reconstruction Act and the rebuilding of the country after the war that it didn't really get utilized. And then by the Roaring Twenties, mm-hmm. shortly after, nobody really had any complaints because life was good, right? So it's kind of... Um, it, it just kind yeah, of and then you get to the 1960s and 70s, we've, we've become dumbed down, and now we're definitely so stupid that none of the people out there know how to spell remonstrance, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, they, right? and they, they, couldn't tell, they couldn't tell you what it was if you asked them, correct. I mean, and, and most people don't have a concept of government on any level as to what they're doing. They look at government. They know their, their government is not acting in their interest, but literally most people will say, well, what can you do about it? I'm one man. I'm not – you know, they're the government. I'm... So there is means. There always was means to do this. We, the people, have to reinstate that, and I think this is probably one of the best presentations that I've ever had of a method where somebody can literally get the attention of the legislative body. Um, yeah, yeah, I watched it, yeah. I, I, I've, he's actually John Gentry, Tennessee. Um, look him up. Look up his videos on YouTube. This man's doing some great work and great fighting for uh, his state, and he's looking to uh, expand that and teach people this process and get this rolling across the states and start holding our judiciary and our legislatures accountable. He's not party politics. He doesn't give a rat's ass about left or right. He doesn't, you know, none of, he's not interested in any of that because it's all just a pony show, and you know, and I know yeah. that there, there's no left and right in this country. There's one party, and we're not in it. Um, the the oligarchy that now runs and thinks that they don't have to listen to we the people that we've become the servants and they've become the masters, yeah. especially in these courtrooms. No, yep. um, oh, it's terrible. I know, terrible. The remonstrance is way too behind. The remonstrance is a way for them to be reminded that they can't deny the people that they serve a voice in what they do. Um, okay, but, Adam, I, why, I, but why authority? But what authority do I stand up in the courtroom and say, I, I present the remonstrance, or I tempt you? You said it's a good way to remind them. So you How do I go about doing that? You don't re- present a remonstrance in the court. So what's going to happen in the court? The court's going to violate your rights because that's what they do. Um, okay. They're acting in the state of always, right, which is a fictitious plaintiff. The, 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 we kind of talked about it that, that in your last show when we were talking to the, uh, the police officer about um, the license. Yep. Um, yep. The state of is always going to act in the state of interest. So they're going to do what they're going to do, Joe, and that's because nobody has ever challenged them. So when they wrong you because they're going to, then you yep. have a claim to make in a petition of remonstrance to your legislature. They can then go in and do something about these judges who are abusing their power, these prosecutors, these bar attorneys, and yada, yada, yada. So now you've got an issue here, right, because the legislature is full of nothing but a bunch of damn bar attorneys too. Yep. 
So you're going to have to make it fairly public. And that's where people like you or John Gentry or other people who actually have some form of active audience, a following, or we can start forming committees to do these things where they can't just ignore the individual. When you have a legitimate remonstrance put forth in the legislature, um, the – and you have an audience watching what happens with that, they can't so readily dismiss it. And your remonstrance has to be read out on the floor during a session. You may even be the ability to speak on the correct. It has to go in the logs for the session on the record. And Gentry was showing me um, where these old – uh, remonstrances from the early 1800s and stuff were recorded in the session logs for the assemblies. Yeah. Even if it was, you know, yeah. like I said, Joe Joe had his mailbox smashed by a, a, a postmaster or whatever. You know, they they can make these remonstrances as small as they are, and it. It negates the need for the courts. This is why the bar attorneys don't want this to happen. Because with the stroke of a pen, a legislature can take care of this. No attorneys involved and no fees. Yeah. The attorneys don't make their money on the controversy. Yeah. And that's why they don't want this to come back. And they'll fight it. So you have yeah. to – it would it would suit us as the people to form groups. You're going to have to. As an individual, you could try it, but I don't know that we would receive the kind of response as a group would. But that – again, it, that wouldn't take much, honestly. If you had a decent group of people even showing up to a legislative session where this is supposed to be read – and yeah. let them know, kind of putting them on notice, that we're paying attention, and we expect you guys to do something. And these remonstrance processes, I'm looking at the state of Ohio. Um, it's kind of changed my perspective entirely on everything that we've done up to this point, fighting these individual cases one at a time. I'm looking at stuff like the state of Ohio uh, Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights number 9, originally written said that no excessive bail shall be created for any prisoner. Okay. They amended they, that they amended that through a democratic process in like 2020 and 2019 or something like that, and it now reads like a statute for the state. No bail shall be excessive, and it shall be regulated by this, and if the state decides that and blah, blah. Tell me what right in any Bill of Rights defines what the state can do, which is com- and, and writes it out in such a way that it's completely subjective to whatever the state wants to do. You don't give the state's rights in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the state, they did that through democratic vote process. So here's yep. what I, I thought about that. They can't give and take rights away through democratic process. We were guaranteed a Republican form of government for a reason. So that amendment that was made to that is unlawful. Okay. All right. 
that would well, be the that's interesting. of a remonster. All right. Has anyone had any success stories with these remonsters? You said this guy Gentry is uh, having success right now. John Gentry, John Gentry of Tennessee has had great success with that. Um, now, Define success. Very, Define success. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. He's getting their attention, and he's putting these – he's got the judiciary in several sectors, the, the Tennessee um, – uh, Judiciary um, Court of Appeals right now is on their heels because of the petitions that he's bringing forward because of the remonstrance. Um, basically, getting them to understand, first of all, they wouldn't listen to what he was talking about on this Judiciary Oversight Committee. Um, they were refusing to allow him to go to the floor and speak and all of that. Well, eventually he won these cases and got his right to have his remonstrance read on the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as a result of that, they completely disbanded that, that judiciary committee, committee, but they reformed it into a new form trying to make it something else and still get away with it. Well, he's back at him again going after it because these judges are still holding offices they can't hold and, and et cetera, et cetera. But he did get them to get scared enough to try and, and adjust to make a change. Now, that's almost unheard of from any individual to break down an entire state-level judiciary committee and have them disbanded by the request of an individual. Okay. Huh. So, so, okay. That so, in well, all right. Was all right, how much power does this have to change say something? Now, again, that was my original question. Okay, have we seen any real definite success where, or pick an issue that you think should be challenged and how could it change it, I mean, or without going to the voting booths? You know, because that's what I, I always thought. Well, if you want to change something, you got to go to the voting booths. Voting booths aren't, no, the voting booth isn't, isn't going to do us any better than a protest will, okay? Sitting outside the legislature with a picket sign, they ignore you all the day long. But if they've got something on the record that they have to address, they either have to answer to the people who are watching that, right, because it was read on the floor. They know. They can't say they didn't know. They have to answer for it. And they either address it or they don't. And they are at that point responsible to their constituency for why they are or not or not addressing it. And, and yeah. in these remonstrances, remonstrances, we're not making requests. We're telling you this is wrong. You either prove it's not wrong or you fix it. And that's what John Gentry's doing, and he's doing it successfully. Um, Like I said, I I encourage everybody to go look at that man's work. He's doing great work, and he wants to expand this into all states because the sooner we get control of this, what what is supposed to be our government – um, the better, the less these corporations can just ride on and do what they want. But he is having success doing that. He's he demonstrated to me without a doubt, and I have no doubt he would – just watching his videos, you can see what this man is working on. Um, and, oh. and he's not he's not like a superstar or anything like that. He's a man with convictions, and he's getting stuff yeah. done. And I, I love – Watching his videos and stuff, I've I've seen him loosely over the years. I've never talked to him personally until recently, 
But uh, well, really, really what, he, what he managed to accomplish yeah. is amazing. Yeah, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, back to, I, I don't think she, anyone should be really going back to, I mean, well, let's put it this way, his stuff, his remonstrance claims, we should need to pick out our own, we need to, uh, 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 we don't need to copy an, uh, another uh, individual's remonstrance claim, right, we, should, we have to come up with our own material, that brings me to, is there a certain format these have to be written out by, like, kind of like a habeas corpus or uh, 1983 or? Kind of, it helps to do to understand somewhat the format that that things are supposed to be like an official petition and stuff are supposed to be formatted that does help but what he was showing me was was um most of these states go by um some form of that they'll actually declare within the rights or their rules their legislative rules how they're supposed to be made and you'll have to look those up in your space and anyone who's doing this right now or understands anything about it can help uh, help people find those things in their legislative uh, body uh, of their particular state. Um, so whatever the rules of the state are, and oftentimes it'll fall to uh, Mason's Manual or Robert's Rule of Order. Most states, I guess, go by Mason's Manual, um, but some are Robert's Rule of Order or some other – Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So that's all right. Well, it's, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, uh, we we get six, seven people together, your own posse, your own clique, your friends get together, and uh, or if you got a church group or a group of people out there, you get together and you uh, put together this remonstrance. And uh, if you want to see change, we all are out there complaining every day. I don't like this. I see this. We don't like this going on. You know. But yet, none of us are doing anything about it. I mean, we think we're doing something about it, or we feel good in our own little. Private spaces, thinking that we're doing something about it. While well, I was at the grocery store today, telling people I was out talking to this person today. I'm out there doing, you know, big deal. You know, what, what are you really doing about it? What is the hands-on kind of thing? What are you really doing and challenging the system that's suffocating us right now? Suffocating us. I just don't know how else to put it. We are being squeezed to the hell. Is there a middle class out there anymore? Even is there? I mean, come on, man. Well, right. And 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 that goes back to the grievance that was in the Declaration of Independence, right? The king has set forth multitudes of agencies with multitudes of his agents to, to eat out our substance. And that's, yep, yep. that's so true today. It isn't funny. I mean, the king would, would literally have an orgasm with the kind of powers that our government is exerting over the yeah. people now. He didn't. Yeah. We're talking about two, three percent tax that caused the revolution. Look at what we're doing now. <laughs> I know, right? Imagine that. Wow. Oh, we pretty my much goodness. cradle the grave or raised to work for the corporation. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, six five seven three three zero six one six. Our two guests. They, they, uh, we're not going to be able to make it here tonight, so maybe next Tuesday we'll get them on, hopefully, and uh, go over this in a little more detail. Because this is the way you find is the way we need to go if we're going to try to challenge. This. You know me, Adam. Over the years, it's been restore the republic, restore the republic, stuff like that. And and but we never come up with any real concrete solution on how to fix anything, you know, or what to do. And I think this, this is, is the, this is the way. What do you think? This is this is one tool for sure. This doesn't okay. replace forming your bodies. This doesn't re- replace reforming, uh, you know, the assemblies and stuff like that. It gets you in the door to start making change. And at that point, 
you start gaining momentum, you build a group of people. The, the biggest thing is getting people to understand they can be heard. That is the number one problem. What am I going to do? I'm just a man. They're not going to listen to me. What can you do? Well, there is something you can do, and it doesn't take a huge amount of people to get something like this done. Get your Facebook group of your 20 friends in your state and put something together. This can be taught. It can be trained. And anyone who can go down to the state house and has any ability to speak on any level can speak to these things. It doesn't have to be super complicated or anything like that because they want us to believe that unless you're an attorney or unless you're a representative and you understand these codes and statutes to the nth degree, there's absolutely nothing you can do. They want you to believe that. But that's not yeah, yeah. This is our government. These codes and statutes that they pass by the, the thousands upon thousands to extract property from their citizenry, they're supposed to be writing those to our benefit. But if you couldn't comprehend the words that they are writing, how can they hold you to them? How can you be held to codes and statutes that don't read in English, that don't have common English understanding? So when they tell you that you have to be a lawyer to speak in a courtroom because you don't understand what's being said there, then the laws that they're trying to apply to you weren't written for you. They were written for the attorneys. And that's fact. Wow, that's and interesting. Right. I never, I never heard it put that way before. That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> right, that's a good way to put it. Right. Who did they Man, write them for? You can't even read them. Yeah, they sure didn't write them for you. But supposedly yeah. these people work for your benefit. All these and laws, we know that's like not true. They, right. <laughs> all, all that they do is supposed to be consent of the governed for the the purpose of defending your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How does anything of what they do and what they write apply to helping you live your life in the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness? It doesn't. You can't even read the damn thing. So it's not for you. It's for the attorneys. And they do that because they get billable hours trying to decode and recode and strip you of your funds just to deal with their codes and statutes, and at the end of the day, that is one of the only professions where you're not guaranteed anything. Would you hire a plumber to come out to your house when he he says, well, I may or may not be able to fix it, but you're going to pay me either way? A lot of service guys are doing that now, you know? <laughs> right, right. I'm going to come out, I'm going to charge you whether I can fix it or not. That's That's been the attorney profession since the beginning. They're not guaranteeing you that they fix whatever problem it is. No, they're just yeah, the yeah. only thing that they, the only thing they promise in the contract is you're going to pay them. That's all they promise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got you on the line here. Hey, I, uh, um, oh, I forgot that question I was going to ask you. Darn it! I have one question here, real quick. I was going to ask you, but uh, oh, um, well, well, I have another question. Uh, do you still in contact with Belinda and all them, or Jamie and them, or have, have they uh, have they gone? Uh, have they moved forward at all? So there were a lot of issues concerning Jamie that came up that I can talk to you about in in other forums, but I'm still talking yes. to Belinda. 
um, who is still very much active in the state of Oklahoma. She spends a lot of time uh, at the state house down there. Um, I'm actually okay. to kind of teach and serve some of these things. I, I haven't gotten a hold of her with some of this newer information, but um, I know she is is pretty active down in the the uh, capital of Oklahoma and Oklahoma City. Um, I I haven't. Uh, there's a lot of people that have kind of dropped off the map. I think they got buried in technicalities or caught up in. Uh, very well, that'll screw a person up with these technicalities you talk about. You know, they, they, you know, they, a lot of people get screwed up by this. You know, they get tied up in paperwork filing, court uh, deadlines, and they, you know, stay away from that stuff. They, you know, they, they continuances, and you know, stick with three monsters claim, go with that, and uh, focus like a laser beam on it, and let the many different facets and tools that are within the, that process be at your favor. You know, correct, and. At this point, instead of dealing with the individual actors, uh, the individual judges and prosecutors and stuff, and dealing with them one case at a time and then defeating them only to have them move on and continue their shenanigans after you're done because we never remove them. We, there's never any sanctions or repercussions for their actions ever. They always they always uh, retain qualified immunity and all of that, and you know the, the the frustrations with those types of things. They're they're never responsible for what they do. The remonstrance process does kind of an end run around their immunity. It pulls them out uh, by their oath, as we've talked about. You can actually make those kinds of petitions that they're not performing their duties, they're not following their oaths, they're not properly executing their offices, um, they're committing fraud. You can bring those things forward, and you can have it read on the record rather than ignored by the courts. Yeah. And that's How many point. people you got in your state, Adam, now? How many in your state? I mean, I know the last gentleman that came on here, he was talking about the tri-state thing, doing it in a tri-state kind of way. Uh, how many yeah. people you got in your right now in your group, uh, well, six or in, seven? Well, in, in the state of Ohio, there's – well, there's different groups that are trying to do this, and I'm trying to kind of bring them together on something. Ohio is very fragmented. Um, I'm having more success with uh, Indiana and Wisconsin. Michigan I was having some communication with for a little while uh, and having some success there, but that's on a part with the stuff that went Whitmer during COVID and all of that. Um, yeah. So a lot of what I'm seeing are coordination with um, CPS groups and the groups that are battling uh, pornography and stuff in the school boards. They're wow. fighting those groups, and they want something else done. They want a new level of battle uh, where they're not battling through the courts and through these attorneys. Um, what is it? That, what is this now with this pornography and stuff going around in schools and them introducing it? And it just seems like this, it has exploded in the last couple of years. Well, they're they're billing this indoctrination into the gay and lesbian lifestyle. Um, they're calling it diversity, but what it is is it's it's grooming children to become gay and lesbian. And they're throwing in extremely pornographic material into the libraries for for young children. I've one case up in uh, um, 
Elkhart, uh, Indiana, there's a particular school board up there that uh, they have these books out for um, five to ten year olds that are so sexually explicit it's it's not even funny. Uh, talking about telling kids about how they would do proper blowjobs and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, it, it's disgusting. Um, have you ever played around with another boy's pee-pee? And, you know, the, the stuff that you, you wouldn't even if, – if 10 years ago you were talking about that with a child, you'd have been hauled in. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but they're they're doing it now in, in this guise of diversity – and inclusion, and that's not what this is. And I'm, I'm honestly like, even Bill Maher. What about him? I think I lost you there, Adam. Did I lose him? Everybody, hello. This guy is full of it. Just, okay, whatever. Guy in the chat room there. Uh, I lost you, Adam. Let me unmute you. Mute you. What happened? We got disconnected there. Oh, Adam dropped. Okay, uh, I don't know what happened there. Oh, that was odd. Adam, why did we drop? That was odd. That was weird. You just cut right off on me. Everyone else can still hear me, right? Press 1. Anybody wants to jump into conversation here? 657-383-0616. Um, talking about the remonstrance. Uh, uh, how we can bring our grievance and get something done in uh, the... Uh, the uh, District of Criminals in, the, uh, in our state houses across the country. Adam, what happened? We sent you a message on Facebook here, real quick. What happened, Adam? I don't know what happened there, buddy. You got disconnected. Uh, let's see here. Where's Dale from Florida? Dale from Florida, where are you at, Dale? Where have you Where have you been? Okay, hang on. Call dropped. Your call dropped. Your call dropped. All right. Um, wacky night tonight. What's going on here, guys? Wacky night. Oh, we got a troll in the chat room. That could be it. We got a troll in the chat room. Uh, we won't. Uh, let's see. Let's kick you in here. Okay. Okay. There you go. Adam's back. I got Adam back. I got a guy here, Adam, real quick before I connect you. He's in the chat room talking about this guy is full of you know what. So, and it looks like a morphodite uh, with, with his face all dressed up with a, a cross dresser, you know. <laughs> but of course, you know. But anyway, that's our fan club out there. <laughs> if I, ahead, Adam, if I was concerned with if I was concerned with the opinions of morons, I would ask them. So you know that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, this school board. What I was saying, they they hired a attorney who um, responded to some freedom of information requests about the committee that approved these books because the school board is refusing to release the people that, that approved the book saying that they don't have to, under Indiana law, release the names of the public servants who approved this pornographic material for children. Really? And Yeah. So they said, well, subcommittees of subcommittees of this and that and the other aren't, aren't subject to the, the open records law. When I went and looked at the Indiana open records law, not only are they subject to – they were specifically called out in a very, very specific manner uh, within that law to try and stop that very thing where they would try to bury it under people that uh, they think wouldn't be subject to the law. And this attorney actually wrote in his response that the committee 
that that approved these books was not the committees in the law in the Indiana Open Records law because of the way they used the word the T H E. The attorney was going to argue the word the, which is ridiculous on levels that I I can't even comprehend. But this is what attorneys do. They create controversy where there is none with stupid subjective interpretations like that. That's what yeah, attorneys do. Yeah. But the, yeah, there's yeah. another problem with this. If we hired a school board to be representatives, they took an oath to that position saying that they were competent enough to execute the office they were given. If you hire an attorney, you're saying you aren't competent to speak and you have to have an attorney speak for you. So what you're doing when you hire an attorney to speak as a school board is the school board is determining that they aren't competent enough to execute the job they were given. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, good point. Yeah, I like now, that. Now, better than like that, that is is we can go into their records, their financials, and they hired this attorney through public funds, the same funds that pay this school board salary. That's for, they that's can't do that, can they? Violation. No, that's an emoluments violation. So, so can I go to work and? Walk into my employer and say, I'm, I'm competent to do this job. They hire me. They pay me a salary to do the job and then say, you know what? This part of it I can't really do. I'm going to hire somebody else to do it, and I'm going to go play golf today. And yep. not only am I going to hire them, I'm going to hire them with your money. <laughs> that employer would fire me. That's what's called an emoluments violation. Nobody else on the planet can do it except the school board, apparently, and school boards across the country. But it's not just them. It's also your state representatives, your judges, because nothing moves without an attorney in this country anymore. And that's one of the things that the Bar Association prides itself on. They really run all things. So, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. true. You're right. Wow. Hiring uh, yeah, yeah. How, how powerful is this bar association around the world? How powerful are they? Uh, well, you know, between the bar association, Freemasonry, and, and various other corporation dealings, you got, you know, the, the megacorps and stuff. They're, they they run the country. The government's just kind of a, a, a cover patsy for it all. There's a whole other level of organization. They call it shadow government, I guess, but um, it, it, our government doesn't really run anything. And that, I think that's reflected in the miserable approval ratings for, for the federal and various state legislatures uh, around the country. Uh, their dismal approval ratings in spite of the fact that these are supposedly elected officials that are supposed to be uh, operating in our interest. And they're clearly yeah. not. So, who, yeah. so whose interest do they operate in? Again, are these laws written for us? Are these codes and statutes written for us? No, they're written for the, the for the bar attorneys by bar attorneys for them, and to accumulate billable hours that they can live on. That's what their interest is in. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put my interest. I'll tell you what, everyone knows me. I'm sitting here thinking, uh, daydreaming, going over how many attorneys that I've gone through or known throughout my life and how much money they've run away with of mine. It's just mad- madness. 
correct. And the results correct. I got was just, and was, to accomplish was, nothing in a lot of cases. Right? Yeah, yeah. They don't even succeed at what it is they're doing. Yeah. One well, of the biggest, what, one I, of the biggest scandals on the world is a public defender. So you got yeah, a, a public pretender they call representing them. The, yeah. You got a prosecutor who's representing the state of, which is a fictitious entity written on paper. There's no you can't go shake the state of's hand. You can't ask them if they're a witness to something. They can't make a complaint. So a prosecutor assumes a fictitious plaintiff, a, a, a fictitious principal, as it were. And then you've got the judge who is state of. You got the officer who is witness in, in a lot of cases or other government agent, depending on which code or statute that you've violated according to their claim. And then they give you a if you can't afford an attorney who is a undisclosed dual agent when you hire him because his first duty is to the court, then they give you a public defender who is also the state of. So the only person who's not working for the state and who is not trying to collect for the state in that room is you. Yeah. And tell me that's due process. <clears throat> they won't. They won't. I don't think they will. Or have you had no, anybody they can't. Yeah. Well, and how many people know to look at it that way and ask that question, especially when they're presented in court? The, the, our prison complex is full of people who are generally poor. If you're rich enough, you can get out of anything, and everybody knows it, right? But if you're poor, yeah, yeah, it's all about you're going to yeah. pay the fine. You're going, you're going to go to jail. You're going to pay the fine, whatever it is that they're asking of you, because there's no justice for you. There's no due process. By the time you've gotten in there, they've already determined what the outcome is. I guarantee it, because the pro se accuser and the judge, by the by the time they've gotten in the court, they were having dinner last night and they were out playing golf together last week. They they're all ex parte. They're all buddies. It's just it, it's the delusion of due process. Wow. Well, well, the same is now. Now, real quick, let's do this. And again, I'm going to say this again. I know I got a bunch of I about four of you on the line here. About four more of you just dropped. Uh, you guys want to get, get in here? You don't have to wait too long. I'll get you on here because my two guests are not going to show up here. So uh, press one six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Press one, and you can speak or or bring what's up on your mind here um, uh, that you want to talk about or something that maybe you feel like we should, we should do a podcast show in the future. But next Tuesday we'll try to. Oh, Adam, you're in contact with some of these guys. Uh, what do you think? Next Tuesday we'll line it up for the, for the remonstrance. Uh, maybe get these real good in-depth people that are real experts about it. And see where we can go and what the you know, how far we can get with this. Yeah, I'm learning every day, and yeah, I can see if I can get uh, something lined up a little more specific with a little more advanced notice. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That'd be great, man. Because it seems like this this is something that can work. I mean, Sarge, you out there tonight uh, by chance? Uh, Peter, you out there tonight by chance? Uh, our our Sunday crowd, are you out there? You uh, have you thought about this at all a little bit more? Um, this remonstrance. Um, I know Peter and I discussed it a little bit, and uh, his concerns were, yeah, you know, um, they're not. It's like I said, you know. It's, <laughs> How many tools are in this remonstrance that we can really use? I mean, okay, 
give me an example of one that you think is something important. That, that you, let's just say you, me, Adam, and about three other patriots. Uh, we live in the same town. We see uh, mine is blank. We see something that's unjust. Give me an example of how we go about you know, remonstrance. Just walk us through that. Okay. So I kind of talked briefly about um, something that I was looking at, and in the Bill of Rights of the State of Ohio, right? So they amended that that. Um, Right number nine, the right to not have your bail exceeding, you know, massive exceeding whatever. I I can't remember what it read, yeah. read originally right off the top of my head, but they basically they went in and they put it up to a Democratic vote to amend a right listed in the Ohio Bill of Rights and basically turned it into a statute where the state can make it subjective to whatever they think is what they want it to be, and that's not a right. A right is supposed to restrict government from crossing lines. It's not supposed to give government permission to cross lines. So they did by a democratic process, which was to remove a right. Now, I would equate that with um, – can, can a democratic process – can we go get 51 percent of the voter population, which is, what, 13 percent of the populace at best if we, if we were talking – uh, conservatively here. Um, okay. So 51% of 13% decided that we should no longer have the right to free speech. Can we vote in a democratic process to just remove that right altogether? That means it was never a right. And okay. we were also guaranteed a Republican form of government. So right. democratic process not remove or amend a right. That's fraud. That's also replacing our form of government, our Republican form of government, with a Democratic one. And that's also treason. Yep, yeah. Okay, all right. So remonstrance would be a good place for this. All right. Because they need to restore that right back to a right. They can't put the permissions of the state in a right of, of the people. That's not what a right is. By definition, by any stretch of the imagination, so we we can't go in and say your right to free speech is unalienable except where the government decides that it might do somebody some damage to hear something they don't like, which is the way they apply it now. But if we were to go in and actually amend the First Amendment of the United States to include the government's ability that the government now retains the ability to decide what is free speech and what isn't and yada 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 then it would no longer be a right it becomes a permission by government and they don't have a democratic process by which to do that because we are a republic we are a government of laws which is to restrict the government from doing things just like that that was the purpose of the original contract of the constitution of these united states was to prevent government from exceeding its mandates and going into tyranny and things that it's not supposed to be doing. So a right is unalienable because it is untouchable by any form of government because we are a republic, not a democracy. 
And if they are not going to guarantee our Republican form of government, and they are not going to guarantee the original rights that were enshrined in the original contract that allowed them to become state of or United States of, if they're not going to honor those contracts as they were originally written, then they are altering the form of government and they are committing treason. That's a remonstrance. We can bring those arguments up and put them before the legislature, and they have to answer to them. They can't just say, well, there's no standing here. We, we're not going to file this lawsuit because there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing to be done, the Supreme Court said, and blah, 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 blah. Everything that they do to prevent you from being hurt, they can't do that. If it's a remonstrance and it's spread on the floor of the legislative body, they have to say and do something with it, even if it's to reject it. But if they reject it, now you've got something that you can bring to the body of the people. Look at what your government that you elected said. You don't have a right. You don't have a republic anymore. Rights are subject to them. You're subject to them. That's what your your body is saying. Now what are we going to do about it? And they can't deny it because it's on the record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't erase all the people that walked in there with you. you can't, uh, <laughs> where do you go? <laughs> yeah, because if you, ask, if you ask a politician on his campaign trail, he's just going to deny it, right? If you ask anyone anywhere, if you ask a judiciary, no, we would never do such a thing. But you and I know that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Let me take well, this we call put it here. on the record when they have to answer the question, then – then yeah, they'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. 100% correct. Let me take uh, 314 here. Everybody, let's try to jump into conversation here. We're not going to go too long here much more. Uh, jump in here. 314, go ahead. How you doing, Joseph? Bianca. Hey, how are you? You know, I'm going to say this. Until you kick these people out of office, and until you tell a judge, hell no, we ain't going to do it, this is going to be nothing more than a fox chasing its tail. You know, I hear people say we need to pass the law. Well, yeah, pass the law. And about three years later, they don't circumvent the law with some ridiculous commentary, and you're right back at square one. You got to go out to these judges. You can take those federal judges out of there because of behavior, as the Constitution says. You're going to have to get some of them and make an example and send a message. You know, there was a school district in, right outside of St. Louis, Francis House. And there were some improprieties with finances in the board and the superintendent. Well, the people in Francis House school district got rid of all of them. I mean, it was just remarkable. They got rid of the whole entire board and the superintendent. They didn't ask no begging. They didn't go to no meetings, rates, and hell and stuff other than once they found out through the discovery, and once they had an audit, a state auditor came in and audited the place and came up with these results, and they said, you guys got to go. If not, you're going to jail also. Think about it. We have these conversations all the time. We recite this, that, and the other, and it don't get no place to you like we wanted to. No, you have to remove one of these judges, kick their ass out. These school boards, if you don't have recall provisions in your state legislature, then work to get them in there, then kick these damn school board members out. Then also parents should go into these libraries and review every book that's in there, and those that they don't want 
to be appropriate for their kids, pile them up in the middle of the floor and say, this is trash. Like they did in St. Louis, they have promoted the school there on Vanderbilt and Enright. That's my suggestion. Uh, well, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see where uh, – I, I agree with you, uh, but, again, where do we start at? What do you – you know, again, you're just – we're blowing – we're punching at the sky. You know, we're, 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 I see where you're talking about. You're trying to hit a target, but it's not there. You know, you're hitting ghosts. The remonstrance claim, though, uh, Bianchi, is we're putting it on paper, and there's going to be a paper trail, and we're going to get our say standing before their 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 constituents in the Capitol building. And what, what better stage than to do that, you know? Or, or should we do it on the side of a mountain in Colorado where everybody gets gunned down, you know? <laughs> I mean, what, you, know, I, you know what I mean? I got 203 wants to come in here. Hey, welcome, 203. Hello? Yes, go ahead, 203. You're on. How you doing, Joe? Adam? Doing all right. And, uh, you know, take Joe's case. All right, he's chained up. He's on the floor. I walk into the federal courthouse, bring a 1983. I ask for a preliminary injunction under Rule 65. I get there, and the lady says to me, well, we're not going to... We're not going to take this because you didn't write the appropriate motion. I said, well, give me a piece of typing paper. So she gave me a piece of typing paper. I went over, wrote the motion, handed it back to her. They were flabbergasted. I said, now put that before the judge. Now, the law says that a magistrate cannot hear a Rule 65 preliminary injunction or restraining order. That's statutory federal law. And in Joe's case, that magistrate sat on that for almost 30 days and he made the ruling and the judge stood by the magistrate's ruling oh where do you go now yeah what do i do now you got is a, a disgusting act of judiciary misconduct right that's what you're describing to me and you have no recourse through a judiciary that is regulating itself and answering only to itself. But you were supposed to, under the original Republican form of government, it was supposed to be checks and balances. Legislature checks the executive, executive checks the legislature, the judiciary checks the legislature, legislature checks the judiciary. They were all supposed to have some means or measure of keeping the other branches of government in check. But what you've got right now is you've got bar attorneys writing codes and statutes for the judiciary so that the judiciary bar associates can extract their wealth from the populace in favor of the state of who the bar attorneys are both working for in the legislature as the executive, as the judiciary altogether. You've got a monopoly over the entire system operating to extract funds. So how do you remedy that? Well, right now what, you, what you've done was absolutely lawful, and it was absolutely correct. But because you have this corrupt judiciary process, you're going to get nowhere. They're going to stonewall you. They're going to, they're going to bury you in processes. They're going to tell you you didn't file the right form here. You didn't submit it in the proper whatever, and, and under this particular rule of this court, and they, and, and they do that. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The sun was shining so, at 3 o'clock, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't, they don't it, care what it is. They'll make up a reason not to do their duty. Well, what this process would do, 
And it, it, it's unfortunate that you basically have to allow something like that to happen. But once you've got evidence of that, you put that evidence together, you write a remonstrance, and it goes to the floor of the legislature, and they have to acknowledge its existence. They have to read it out on the floor of the legislature, and they have to decide whether they're going to do something with it or not. And at that point, if they decide we're going to let this slide, you've got a recourse to bring back to the people and say, hey, this is unlawful. This is what they're doing. They're, they're, they're now rubber stamping this judiciary, judiciary malfeasance, okay? And that, that puts them on notice for more lawsuits, and you can continue to be a thorn in their side until they stop doing this stuff. But you have to have enough people doing this. You have to have – people have to stop just accepting that this is the way I was handled, and now I guess we just go on and live our lives. No, you come back at them. We have to go after these people, just as, as the young man was talking about the school board earlier. He was saying uh, um, that they they managed to get rid of this school board or whatever, and and that's the kind of thing we need to happen. The legislature should go in and do a review of this particular judge and realize that he was violating his oath. He was overstepping his jurisdiction, and by the way, jurisdiction has nothing to do with geographical area. Jurisdiction has to do with whether they have the standing and authority to do what it is that they do given the facts of the case. Um, and the facts of any case can be disputed rather easily because the vast majority of anything the state of brings is manufactured, including the plaintiffs. When you hit the brick wall, Adam, when you hit that brick wall, though, and, it, and you can't go any further, and it's like Peter was saying. And Peter, look, when they said, what can you do? But be nice to them and they say, did you file the paper? What's going on with this case? And you hit a brick wall and they're not going to do anything else. What can we do? You know, without you know doing something stupid, you know, like I said, we're you not going to You refuse to let up on them. Okay. You refuse to let up on them. You make them answer for the fraud. The remonstrance process is to make them speak on the floor to the facts that you have presented, and they can ignore them, or they can do something about them. But either way, they can't just decide it doesn't exist, which is what they do now. If you bring a complaint to government, by whatever means, if you bring it into a court that through the judiciary process, they just bury it. It doesn't yeah. happen. If you bring it to the legislature, if you go and you make a petition or a complaint or you stand outside with a picket sign, they just flat ignore you. But isn't a remonstrance kind of like a mandamus? I mean, you're bringing them, right, Peter? A mandamus is the same thing. You're compelling the state to obey the law, right? Well, that's it. I have a statutory Correct. right, and now I'm compelling that the higher courts got to compel the lower court to comply with the law. That's Correct. where you know we tried that, and and uh, in in his case, you know, the statute was written in such a way where it says there's a one year limitation uh, on something, and then uh, they serve you ex parte and they hold a hearing ten days later, but or twenty days or thirty days. Or whenever they feel like it, and now you're you're found uh, uh, guilty, and they say, okay, uh, it's a one-year statute, but the time doesn't start running until you have the hearing. Well, 
well, if it's a restraining order, I've lost my rights already. So I, that, that 10 days, 20 days, 30 days comes off that year. You, but they're saying that no. Means that that, that, so here's the thing. The remonstrance also includes the fact that the statute, as was written, is vague. It's void for vagueness. It's also void for the fact that it is revoking a actual right. You cannot transfer a right into a a, um, a set by statute into a privilege or a license, right? So if they refuse to acknowledge your right to actually petition and be heard, then that statute by which they created the means to do that doesn't afford you the actual ability to do that, then that law is void. That is a part of the fraud and the remonstrance that you bring forward. The statute itself wasn't written for you. It was written for the attorney and the state, who are the same thing at this point. So you explain to me, I judge, explain to me how this statute benefited me. Who consented to this? How does this contribute to the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of anyone? Then the statute is void. Huh. Sorry, right. you out there tonight? It's not written for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but that, I but want to tell that to the guy that's in handcuffs. That tell that to the guy's handcuffs in jail. And that's the you know, unfortunate I, part of this is you can't actually bring these arguments until they're harming someone. That's that's part of the problem. So no, it's not going to be the immediate solution. It's going to be an after an after action thing. But you you can bring the people together to, to do such a thing, and that's what we're trying to do here is to actually provide a a mo a a locomotion to those kinds of of grievances against the government and their actions. These codes and statutes that they have created are not in the interest of we the people. They are protecting their interest, their personal interest, where they're getting all these they're getting all kinds of emoluments. These judges are getting paid on the backside through their retirements and stuff to fleece the people this way. Correct. They're getting yeah. paid. They're, they're, they wouldn't have these jobs. They wouldn't have these fancy retirements and pensions and health insurance and all of that, except they are committing fraud against the people in this way. So there's emoluments violations. There's violations of their oath. There's violations of very basic rights here. And we, the people, think there's nothing we can do about it because we think we have to follow their rules. Screw their rules. I don't have to follow their rules. They oh, you do. You, well, you don't have to, but you will. <laughs> uh, right, right. And that's what they think right now, right? Because we, the people, answer to them. We are the yeah. servants now. They've forgotten who they are, and they've forgotten who we are. And the remonstrance process, it, it's in its infancy being restored. This is the official channel for grieving your government and their fictitious fraud and tyranny, this was the grievance process that was brought forth originally at the founding and that we have forgotten. And John Gentry is successfully doing this um, in the state of Tennessee, and he's largely doing it alone. He has a pretty good following there, um, uh, anywhere from what I'm understanding to 70,000 to several hundred thousand on anything he ever posts in these videos where he's battling 
uh, the state of Tennessee and the judiciary down there for their yeah. their malfeasance and the fraud. He's calling them out, and he's successfully doing it. And that's what we need to be doing. Joe's case would be a great case to start doing this. And yeah. we can teach this. Well, Maybe it is that we do this on his show that we start moving forward with something like this. Um, yes. it, it may be a very good uh, uh, demonstration of how we can actually affect this process to go after the sheriffs who are abusing their duty, who are abusing yeah. their oath, the judiciary who were complicit in that, obviously, and and the prosecutors and everybody else that were involved. Everyone involved was involved in some level of fraud or malfeasance, violations of their oath, There's, and treason on, on a lot of levels. And definitely their own statutes, 18 U.S.C. 241 and 242. That's just for starters. I mean, there's any number of things. If we go through the North Carolina... Um, go through the North Carolina Bill of Rights, I guarantee you they probably violated, if not all of them, most of them. Okay. You there? Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. You know, I have another question kind of off the subject, but on it. I was wondering if anybody watched Tucker Carlson last night and saw the videos from January 6th where they said the officer was killed and yet they showed him walking around the rotunda later. Ah. Yeah. And uh, and today uh, Chuck Schumer went before the Senate, and he was joined by Mitt Romney. All all the all the turncoats joined together to censor Tucker Carlson, take him off the air. They wanted the show removed because he had exposed him, and he exposed the FBI agent talking to all the people with a MAGA hat on in front, you know, inciting them. But the one officer that they said, remember the guy they said was killed with the fire extinguisher? Well, that guy, they showed video of him later walking through the rotunda. And yet here we have pictures of Kamala Harris and Biden standing uh, at his memorial in the Capitol where his body is. And so I was just curious, did he die after that? I thought perhaps uh, I had heard he had, it was a heart attack, but... He certainly wasn't killed that day. And so, uh, there's thousands and thousands of hours of these that were never shown. You know, the January 6th committee, that farce never showed. And so Schumer went as far today to go before the Senate and, and say that, and, uh, uh, try to get him censored, shut down, take Fox off the air for it. See, because he's been exposed now. And so then well, the you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of a plane that was a jet plane that was hijacked during 9 11 that supposedly went down, went near Shanksville, Ohio, and put a little depression in the ground with no debris and no bodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no debris, well, no bodies, no nothing. For, Just disappeared. For sure, there's no question it was the officer. And there's no question he's walking around in the rotunda. And that's after. That's later on after. Supposedly he was hit with the fire extinguisher in the head. And so there's no getting out of that one. So the question is, <laughs> die later? And they, you know, just attributed to uh, this, the fire extinguisher lie? 
or 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 did was he never dead? Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. And well, closing thoughts, that. everybody. Closing thoughts to tonight's podcast, everybody. Uh, I don't know. That was interesting. What you brought up right there, Peter. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look into that. You know, you say that the guy's looking around. When was this? What night was this? This show on last night. Fox started showing it at eight o'clock. Tucker Carlson. Tonight he showed some more videos on it, oh. but I got on your program, so I didn't get to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But last night he showed the officer. They highlighted him walking. They showed him walking around after he was supposedly killed. Yeah, just go up to him. Say, hey, how you doing? Those videos. Those videos should be made available for the common man. Yeah. Well, they are. And that's why he put them out there. Yeah, get on YouTube. Get them released. And now, now they're scared to death. But the real thing was this. The Republicans who who agreed, like Mitt Romney, and uh, the majority leader and the minority leader, they both came yeah. out against Carlson the censoring. And so that tells you who's really with who. They yeah, themselves. yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. The Republicans and Democrats, the same thing. It's the same darn thing, man. Yeah. You know, same right. money funnels into the same stuff. Right. It's crazy. You know? Oh, man, it just burns me up when I hear stuff like that. You know? I'll be, I'll, I'll tell you what, if I got elected, I'll be a three-party three person. Uh, the yellow light, blue light, red light. <laughs> well, you know what this reminds me you know, so. Anyway, guys, anybody want to do the closing thoughts tonight? It reminds me of the Roman Amphitheater. and the Roman Amphitheater, they had the red team, the blue team, and the green team. And, you know, what happened? They ended up trying to destroy one of two teams, joined together to destroy one of the teams. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's rigged like in Gladiator there. You rigged the game. <laughs> you know, the game's at the end. It's rigged. <laughs> Everything's rigged. You ever, everything is fixed. I, I talked about that and thought about you in the beginning of the show there, Peter. How come we got all this technology but can't get a hold of anybody? Everything is rigged. I mean, everything is set up. And, you know, nobody can get, you can't get a hold of anybody. You know, nobody's available. Everybody's rushing around, going here, going there. And what the heck for what? Nothing. America... America's an insane asylum run by the inmates. And it's either back to the Bible or back to the jungle. And, and, and the same exact thing that destroyed the Roman Empire will destroy the United States of America if we don't get a hold of it. Overtaxation of the people, overspread of the military, amusements of every kind, and sin without restraint. And that's what destroyed the Roman Empire from the inside out. And America needs to take heed to that. Huh. I think I got Sarge here waiting. Hang on, I think maybe we'll see what he wants to say here real quick. I think he's got his hand up. Somebody's got their hand up. Hey, Private sorry, call, guys. It's so late, man. I was uh, doing something, and I, every time I tried to get to the phone, I had to get back to make sure it would come out correctly. I'm doing some work. I'm not going to say exactly what, but it is uh, labor-intensive and uh, mechanically difficult. But anyway, um, <laughs> look, look, Tucker Carlson is uh, over the target. That's why he's getting all his flag. He is showing that the, the House Democrats lied to the teeth. They were selectively editing all them tapes. 
They claimed the Capitol cop had been killed outside of the Capitol prior to the time stamp video showing him walking around the rotunda after the incident that was supposed to have been fatal for him wearing a helmet. There were staging hearings that looked like that, that looked like they were structured at the Moscow show trials. They were selectively editing key tapes. They were showing no interest in the lopsided justice system that jacked up a whole bunch of folks without charges. They had a Hollywood producer to come up with splice tapes that the way they were run and uh, put together looked more than lying propaganda. And nothing about, uh, you know, the woman who got beat to death by a Capitol Hill police officer. Uh, you know, on and on and on. Tucker Carlson covered all that last night. All this week is going to be showing these states that are undercutting the narrative of Democrats. And the reason you're getting all this ire on them is because you, if you'll notice, it was a uniparty response to January 6th. They pretty much said the same things, some things a little bit right or a little bit left to the other, but it was pretty much within the acceptable Overton wit, uh, window of congressional representative discourse. And Tucker Carlson is starting to blow the, the cover off to all of it with this stuff. Wow. Wow. Huh. So you catch the show last night, catch the show tonight, catch him this week. He's going to be showing these tapes uh, as a counter to what went down in January 6th, which was an unrelieved narrative of a small percentage of hooligans breaking windows and attacking cops and ignoring the overwhelming majority just ambling through the quarters like a bunch of stray sheep taking selfies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's there. They release these tapes. So uh, uh, it's time stamped, and that cop's walking around. He ain't dead. That's right. So who was, so who was Biden and Kamala Harrison standing over? In the rotunda, who whose body was that yeah. supposed to be? And and because did he the time die? at which he would have had the fatal blow, there was only one point in time where he was in contact with rioters who were attacking police officers. Now, the video you see him is after he had left that scene, and it probably had been assigned inside the Capitol in the rotunda. So, if he got such a fatal blow. How could he possibly recover to get back into the Capitol building and issue orders and directions to the people in the building? He was clearly directing the foot traffic. He was giving hand signs and signals and pointing some people to go this way and other people to go that way. Hell, it kind of reminds me of the Trayvon Martin hoax. <laughs> Everything they do is hoax, man. Everything. They, they, they are liars about or deceivers or dissemblers about everything. We're all three together at the same time. <laughs> yep. What's that? And, and I, don't, I don't think there's anything about which they're lying more than this thing in Ukraine. I mean, yeah. every, I mean, you cannot separate propaganda from truth. I'm not believing almost any of it. I just look at the maps every day. That's what I'm looking at. You got I mean... Yeah, well, who, said, who said about Ukraine? Uh, what, what's the timetable on that? You think uh, how much? I mean, if, if Ukraine gets surely lost and Russia takes over Ukraine, what will be the consequences? You think? Let me tell you about the Ukraine, Gibson. All that equipment that the Ukraine is getting 
is going to be given over to Russia. Mark my yep. words. Yeah. Yeah, wow. We like to take assault weapons away from our own law-abiding citizens and give them to terrorists in foreign countries around the world. This government really has a nasty habit of doing that lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been doing it for a little while, Sarge. They, you know, they, they armed bin Laden. You know? Yeah, but they stepped up their efforts lately. I mean, they've really stepped them up. <laughs> All right, guys, closing thoughts to tonight's podcast real quick. And when we talk about it, we won't just take a couple minutes here. But I appreciate, guys, that you well, joined us my, tonight. My closing, my closing thoughts is this. Every American citizen should go out and buy a AR-15, whether they need it or not, and plenty of ammunition, whether they need it or not. They should work to get rid of the damn school board. If you don't have recall provisions, work to get them. And then we need to move these judges. All you need to do maybe is move two or three of them out the way, then the rest of them will get the message. That's my closing thoughts. All right, and just for the record, Pianca, just so people understand, now when you're making this statement, go get your AR-15 or go buy one, you're just saying to buy one, keep it at your home. You're not saying go do any violence with it. Start your collection. Okay, all right, no violence, okay, folks? We're not condoning violence. Um, uh, thank you, Zopi. I can appreciate that. Uh, Sarge, and then Peter will get the last word so he can pray us out tonight. How about you, yeah, Sarge? Yeah, real quick, Mike Bianchi just got this saying. The AR-15 is a modern-day equivalent of the brown vest musket. In order to be prepared to fulfill your duty as a member of the responsible, accountable, Second Amendment citizen militia, you ought to have one. That's why. Does not have anything to do with fomenting unlawful violence or anything else? Constitution is clear as a bell. You're going to be able to do your bit, do your duty for the security of a free state. You must participate in the right to keep and bear arms, which is necessary for that security, according to the United States Constitution. So, yeah. So, only anybody try to tell you the only reason you want an AR-15 is because you want to overthrow the government. All right, Peter. Amen. Praise the Lord. CM. I, I'm, I'm going to yield the floor unless you want me to pray it out. What's that? I'll yield the floor unless you want me to pray it out. Yeah, go ahead, pray us out. I'm all, I'm all set. Uh, I mean, uh, I just say, hey, next Tuesday, uh, um, you know, uh, we'll be here next Tuesday. That, that's our show night. And to the listeners out there that do listen, and like I said, I opened up here tonight to a couple people did call me. One did actually uh, says she's been listening to the show for years and years and years, and uh, and uh, appreciates what everything that we're doing and the shows that we we put on. And it was a good uplifting uh, phone conversation. I, I get them once in a while actually. So uh, people that listen in the archive or they listen live and just stay silent and never really press one and and uh, talk. You know, and there's a lot of people that just don't want to talk, which is fine. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll yield with that. Peter, pray us out, man. Right, Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son and our Savior, God, we ask you, Lord, that you give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding and courage. And, Lord, that you wake the people of America up, that you wake the woke up who are sleeping. And, God, that you give us the strength and the power and the might through your Holy Spirit and, and send us, Lord, those people who have the knowledge and the understanding and help us to join together in one cause 
in the cause of what is morally correct, not what is right and wrong, Lord, but what is good and evil. And let us discern that and stand for what is good. Let America rise up from inside. And, Lord, we chose you as our Lord. And so now we look to you again for leadership in our lives personally and in our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I got some wise words here at the end here. These are uh, presidential famous speeches here. There's about six of them here. They're not, 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 not full speech, just famous quotes that they said. So uh, it's a couple minutes long. So uh, let's go back to history to start at 1933. I think oh, that's a good, good year to start at there. So you play that and play it. I always play something at the end, so we'll go ahead and play that. of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. issue here. The command of the Constitution is plain. There is no moral issue. It is wrong, deadly wrong, to deny any of your fellow Americans the right to vote in this country. To know war is to know that there is still madness in this world. There are poor to be lifted up, and there are cities to be built, and there's a world to be helped. Yet, we do what we must. I'm hopeful, and I will try the best I can with everything I've got to end this battle and to return our sons to their desires. Yet, as long as others will challenge America's security and test the dearness of our beliefs with fire and steel, then we must stand or see the promise of two centuries tremble. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly, somewhere I read of the freedom of speech, somewhere I read, of the freedom of press, somewhere I read, that the greatness of America is the right to protest for rights. And so just as I say we aren't going to let any dog or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about 